Welcome to an extra bonus episode of Hallowed Halls, a podcast about the University of Winnipeg Collegiate. In the last episode of the podcast, I mentioned that I was the editor of the Collegiate School newspaper. It was called The Communicator, and I was the editor for both years I was at the school. As a brief epilogue to this podcast series, I wanted to include a conversation I recorded with Isabella Duick, who was then the teacher supervisor for The Communicator. We spent a lot of hours together hashing over different ideas and issues for the paper, and this was our first time catching up since I left the Collegiate more than six years ago. Our conversation touched on some of the reasons why I chose to attend the Collegiate, and why I still think back so fondly on my time there. So just to begin, uh, I was wondering if you could just introduce yourself with your name, uh, how long you've been at the Collegiate, and maybe sort of what uh, you know, subjects or areas you, you, you teach. Hello, my name is Isabella Duick. I am a teacher here at the University of Winnipeg Collegiate, and I've been here since 2001, so nearly 20 years. Um, I've taught a wide array of, of courses uh, in the humanities, so at one point, women and gender studies, uh, geography, global issues, world issues, then it was global issues. But I am primarily uh, an English instructor. You know, it's so funny because obviously we saw a lot of each other at the, the collegiate when I was a student there, but I actually never had you as a teacher. No, that's funny how I worked out. <laughs> but yes, that's right. And yeah. what what would you say is sort of like your, your, your teaching style? Oh, my, my teaching style, um, it's a little bit of, I mean, I, I love discussions. I love getting into um, maybe uh, controversial <laughs> issues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's, that's my thing. I really love ideas. So um, it's holding, facilitating discussions about big philosophical, uh, what is the meaning of life kind of issues. I mean, I think that's really hmm. what I like to do. Yeah. And is, so is that what drew you to the collegiate? Like, did you know that this would be an environment where you could, you know, foster that kind of uh, classroom environment? Um, yeah. Um, it's long had a, a reputation of being a place where if you want to think like a scholar, um, that was the place to go where you would, you can talk about uh, issues and texts and books and great books in, in a lot of depth. My story of how I ended up at the Collegiate, I, it was through flamenco dance. I, I still love flamenco. I unfortunately just don't have the time to uh, pursue it. But I loved um, uh, flamenco dance. And so I was taking some dance classes at a dance studio here. And there was this lovely woman who was in my classes. And, uh, she was so gracious and uh, loved flamenco as well. And it turned out that the, this uh, person worked at the Collegiate. And of course, she is our great doyen here, uh, Karen Zappa, the great Karen Zappa. Oh, oh wow. And anyhow, um, after a re recital, we went out uh, for drinks and we were just chatting. And at that point, I had been home. 
I took a, a break from teaching, so I, I was at home raising my two boys. And, and so she suggested that I get in contact with the dean, the new dean at that point, uh, Rob Ben. So this was like 20 years ago. Right. And uh, just see if there was anything available for the summer. And uh, so my first job here at the collegiate was summer 2001 teaching our international students grade 12 English and I just loved it like I said it's a really it's a magical place um and and, and I I know that sometimes people struggle to figure out exactly what that is (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it's a part it's um maybe it's even the the building itself with its kind of Hogwarts yeah uh, you know the architecture it's been fabulous. I feel very, very fortunate. I mean, it, 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 the, there are challenges to, um, you know, being a, a teacher here in that the expectations are high. We have an accelerated right. program, but I somehow managed to, to deal with those pressures. And uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been wonderful. Yeah, well, you've been there for almost twenty years, so obviously yeah. the benefits have outweighed the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the negatives or the yeah. challenges. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to kind of maybe shift gears a little bit now um, and talk about the the newspaper. Um, yes, of course. And so, can you just maybe uh, from from your own perspective, you know, tell listeners how how the two of us met? Okay. Well, this is what I remember. Uh, okay. <laughs> We've had a school newspaper for a long time, and I remember uh, leafing through some issues, and um, I thought it was wonderful because it's a, it's an opportunity for students to express themselves, and so there was uh, I noticed some crossword puzzles and some um, uh, a little bit of poetry, uh, a lot of horoscopes. And I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it be great if we put more of a journalistic emphasis on the school newspaper and really encourage students to think of themselves as reporters, as journalists? For maybe a year or two, no one, I'm not too sure exactly who was running it, and and so it was dormant for a while. And I thought, well, why don't we bring it back, but with this kind of journalistic, real journalistic uh, mission? I, I put up an announcement that we would have a meeting, kind of an organizational meeting for any interested students. And I put together a little presentation um, about journalism and what journalists do, about going out, finding the truth. Um, and I was saying, you know, we could do some great investigative journalism. Like, what are some of the issues that you want to get to the bottom of as, as, a, as a student? What do you think are stories that would matter for your, your fellow students? And, and, um, and you were the one that came up to me afterwards I, and said, uh, like, this was something that you actually wanted to do as a career. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something like that. I mean, I, that's kind of how I remember it. Yeah, that's, that sounds right to me too. Yeah. And, and because it, it must have been, you know, just in the first few weeks of classes in September and that was like my first year at the collegiate, it was, I was in grade 11. So I just uh, arrived. So it's sort of like perfect timing because, you know, of course I didn't really know anyone and, yeah. you know, I was looking to sort of find a community or, or something to do in, in my new school. And so it was just like everything sort of worked out perfectly. Yeah. As you said, like I, I sort of always, I think since I was 
you know, like 10 years old or something, I'd wanted to be a journalist and I was interested in writing and telling stories. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then after, after the collegiate, I went to journalism school. And I think a large part of why I decided to pursue that path was because of uh, the communicator and sort of the great experiences that I had mm-hmm. uh, working with the school newspaper at the collegiate. Yeah. So it was like a, such a foundational, uh, you know, experience and part of my, you know, collegiate years. Um, so it's, I, I, yeah, I, I have a lot to sort of thank you for, I think, for, for kind well, of... You, you were fabulous as, you know, <laughs> As I was sort of leafing through the the issues that we put out during those two years, like, I, I'm super proud of what we produced. Like, yeah. it's pretty great, I think, yeah. for a school newspaper. And, you, you know, know, we did have such notch, a... Top-notch uh, stuff, absolutely. And our launches, too. Like, we had those interesting... Um, yeah. And I think one... Wasn't one um, issue about rebels? Yes. <laughs> and uh, yes, and so we had a, uh, a gallery of, of different thinkers, like rebels in their fields. And, and I think we oh. had that. Yeah, we did that. We set up the rotunda, like a gallery, right. art gallery. And then anyhow, those launches were great. Uh, the stories were, like you said, um, you know, just a wonderful array of uh, different uh, different perspectives and different voices. And... Something that came up time and time again, I think, in these issues, where it was sort of that idea of like, uh, well, rebels, but also like sort of, you know, protest and kind of activism. And, and yes. I think because, you know, at the time that, you know, during those years that uh, I was there, Idle No More was sort of just sort of getting off the ground right. and starting. And so yeah. there were those round dances happening out, right outside right. Wesley Hall. Right. Um, and so we had a few sort of like reports from there. I noticed there was like, a, take a look at our city through the eyes of a refugee which right. is kind of cool. Right. There's a whole, for one of the Valentine's Day issues, there was like a whole uh, re-examining the consumerist and heteronormative aspects of <laughs> Valentine's Day that someone wrote. That's awesome, yes. You, you, you brought up sort of the rebel issue. And I think that like that issue was sort of, well, it was sort of a response to a controversy that came up in, in the previous year, I think. Um, and we were trying to see how we could ethically or responsibly kind of tackle this idea of rebels and sort of activism. And and here's the part where we get into this sort of territory that is, uh, you know, maybe a bit more difficult or challenging. You know, maybe we can talk a bit now about that, those sort that sort of event that um, preceded the whole, yeah, that rebel issue. Like what, what do you remember or or what, what can you kind of say about what, what happened? (laughs) Well, um, there was a, an article. Um, I think the issue was, you know, the per- seemingly perennial issue of uh, Israeli-Palestinian politics, mm-hmm. and so it was an anonymous piece that you uh, that I do remember. We were talking about um, even the um, the journalistic ethics of publishing a piece uh, with the author's real name. I think that was like a a key issue as well. Mm -hmm. So the the topic itself was controversial because it was more of a a pro-Palestinian perspective. And and I do remember I was deliberating about it. Um, I was concerned because I knew it it was controversial. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess there was very strong language. Um, The word apartheid came up, I think, in the, in the article. And I guess it was my call. I decided to that, you know, because you were very respectful 
uh, about uh, you, know, you wanted to make sure that I was okay with it, even though you were the student editor. And I, and I, you knew more about, of course, uh, the politics in terms of why the student didn't want to come forward. And, but it was, it was an important story. It was an, it's a, it was an important perspective. And I think in hindsight, um, I, at that point, maybe we should have talked about having um, the Israeli perspective when um, yeah. taking on that perspective. And maybe had we published uh, another article uh, from, the, from the Israeli perspective, perhaps it would have gone over better. <laughs> so it went to print. So issues were released to the community <laughs> and then kind of yeah and then the trouble began and so um i can't even remember exactly when i first heard the rumblings but i i, I know that uh some people were, were very upset and then you uh i was called in <laughs> to the principal's office or the dean's office <laughs> and so were you and uh so, like, what do you remember, like, in terms of when you were called in? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I think, sums most of it up. Like, you know, what strikes me is that I think this was only the second issue we had put out. Like, this was the, like, winter 2012 issue. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I remember being quite, like, you know, because as I sort of referenced earlier, I think I am have kind of a rebellious spirit and I'm kind of, uh, I like being provocative sometimes. So I think that I was, you know, my first sort of emotion was like, oh, well, this is, you know, such a, an affront to, you know, the free press and journalism and, and that well, kind of we, stuff. We were told, were we not to, to collect every single issue? <laughs> yeah. And take them off the, take them off the yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think, I think my, I, initially I was like, you know, quite upset about it, but, but yeah. ultimately, like, I think the way that I think back on it now is that it was such a good, you know, learning experience for me about how to approach these mm -hmm. kinds of sensitive issues and how to deal with this kind of controversy. And, um, you know, I do think that then it generated a lot of really good conversation. I, like, I think it was maybe the first time that I, or one of the first times that I realized like how much of an impact something that we publish or, or, or that one publishes can actually have and that people do take this kind of stuff so sort of personally and seriously. And it was a, a good sort of uh, a reminder of that, I guess, and something that I think I, I still sort of carry with me today. Like every time I am about to publish something or submit something, you know, I really, I think, carefully consider how it's going to be received, right. um, which I think is a good, good sort of practice. I mean, not to let that stop you from publishing uh, controversial truths or, or 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 things like that but just to be mindful of that kind of those kinds of repercussions and for me too as a teacher um often coming from that perspective of just dealing with ideas like i said that's what i uh, like to do as a teacher um very similar to you isaac in that i can be provocative and i and i can be uh, play devil's advocate um, I'd like to take on that, those um, kind of argumentative stances. All It's all about debate. It's all about scholar, scholarly debate. But sometimes you need to recognize, definitely I need to recognize that um, you can't just ab abstract things or abstract con concepts. Um, that uh, you have to consider just the emotional impact 
sometimes of, of, of these stories. Yeah. And, you know, I, I went back um, in my email inbox back to that time in 2012 and I found all the sort of emails that we sent. There were a bunch of back and forth that we sent like late at night and um, <laughs> about what we were going to do. And... I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So you've done your uh, <laughs> I did my research. research yes. <laughs> and then we okay. also had a whole meeting like with the whole communicator yes, staff. I, yes, the next I day remember and... that. I remember that. That's in a classroom that no longer exists because. Of oh, that. yeah. So, no, I remember that meeting very well. And so yeah. it, it just, you know, strikes me that, you know, we were, I think, functioning as like a, a somewhat professional publication there and sort of yeah, dealing we with these issues. And I think that was such a a great experience too, just yeah. to, you know, and, and that's what I love so much about that experience. And I think why it was so beneficial to me is that, you know, you did place a lot of trust and responsibility in me um, when it came to these kinds of things. And, and I think that was really uh, great, even if, if uh, you know, it did sometimes cause some issues. <laughs> um, but, I, but I do think that sort of kind of wraps up what I wanted to, uh, you know, talk with you about um, okay. today, at least on, on the recording. You know, is yeah. there anything else that you want to... Uh, you know, say before, no, before I hit uh, stop? Um, I wish, I wish I had, the, I, I uh, went back and maybe looked over my emails and looked at, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel um, like I was very underprepared for this. So, That's, but thank no, you, for, you were great. So, thank yeah. you for being so gracious. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, so it was very nice to, uh, to, to talk with you again. Yeah. And to talk with you, it's been a real pleasure.